This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, it is January the 4th, and I already feel like I am completely behind. How are you feeling? I'm not feeling behind, but I feel like I am fighting to not get behind. I get where you're going here. That's already the natural feeling, but it is really intentional in my brain to be disciplined to not get behind this year. In October, I was that determined to not get behind. That was my thing. And so I spent October setting up my planner for 2024, going in, selecting the books that I was going to read for the year, putting all of that together. And now I can't find my planner. It is nowhere to be found. And I don't know if this is God laughing at me about thinking I was going to plan this far ahead or I don't know. There are no words. It's natural coming out of the holidays. I don't know when you lost your planner or when you think you lost your planner. And when you start retracing your steps, like you'll figure that out. But that week between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day, that period of time has amplified this year to me. Because of the way it fell, Christmas and New Year's both falling on a Monday, we closed for two days at Christmas, so we're closed Monday, Tuesday. We were open Wednesday through Friday, and it's like, why are we here? What are we doing? Should we have just taken the whole week off? There's just this total disarray that happens during that time every year that it's a natural thing that we start the year behind. What does behind really mean, though? Is it just a mental state of I'm not where I should be and I have all of these goals and all of these plans for this new year and it's the second and I haven't started any of them? Is it a mental thing? Is it an actual thing that we're already behind? Or is it a result of watching bowl games and 42,000 different commercials for workout and planners and get your head in the game and mind space? Is it really just something that the media and marketing people are creating to make you feel frenetic? Or are we really behind on January 4th? It's always marketing's fault. So I'll go with that. At the core of it in the insurance business, especially the agency company side of things, independent agency carriers, for me, we've just got this wrong. January should be recovery month, but it's not. We plan conferences, we plan sales meetings, we plan all these get the year started right things because we don't want to lose a month because we almost lose December from a sales standpoint. What happens that I feel like our carrier reps go on that last 10 days of the month hiatus because they can and because they should and they've been going all year. And then they come back that first or second week of January and they're running at 100 miles an hour. And you're like, whoa, hang on. I just need to catch my breath. There's a little bit we can learn from Daniel here, the cute boy. I'm going with lower the expectations is where I'm going. That is normally not my thing. You don't ever lower the bar. But for me, the first couple of weeks of January, we need to take a reset, deep breath, gather ourselves, and maybe not start 
till the middle of the month, like our new planner, our new this, and not schedule a whole bunch of stuff right on the heels of coming out of this Christmas, New Year's hiatus. Thankfully, the planner people that I use actually include the entire month of January in the previous year's planner, just like it does any other month. I'm working through the month with the old one, knowing that the new one is somewhere in our house that I put in a safe place. (laughs) That way I would be able to find it in January, and I'm sure I will find it in February or March. But anyway, all of that being said, today's podcast, I really wanted to go a different direction. And that is, we don't know what we don't know. But why is it so hard for us to admit what we don't know? Over the holidays, we have spent several days in, in the hospital and continuing that journey. And I have had so many questions asked of me about insurance and about Medicare and We know that I'm not the insurance person. We know that I'm the marketing person. Yes, it's my fault. I take responsibility. But for some reason, people make the assumption that when you're quote unquote in the insurance business, you know everything. And I've had to say I don't know so many times, but I'm also the Google queen. And so when I get asked questions like we were in the hospital when the calendar clicked over, From December 31st to January 1st, does your deductible start over in the middle of being in the hospital? Does your out-of-pocket max start over when you're in the hospital in the middle of a calendar year and all of those things? And I don't know the answer to that. I'm not any kind of insurance specialist, but especially having to do with Medicare. But I'm sitting here trying to Google it, figuring out the answer. And of course, there's tons of answers out there, but you have no idea if any of them are right. But I hear agents doing things like this because they're afraid to say, I don't know. Just like in this particular instance, it wasn't that I was afraid to say, I don't know. It was that I want the answers too. Being in the insurance business, people automatically assume that if it has anything to do with insurance, that I know the answer, which is both flattering and exciting, but also it is very easy to get ourselves into a bad spot because the insurance industry is segmented into so many different buckets in so many different areas. And insurance is not just insurance. There's property and casualty. There's life insurance. There's health insurance. You can't even say life and health anymore. Then you get into MedSup and you get into that whole realm of Medicare supplements and dealing with Medicare, which is not the same as being in the health insurance business, believe it or not, because Medicare is its own animal in and of itself. It's very easy When we back up and look at it through the consumer lens to figure out why we find ourselves in this spot more often than not, and we do have to be somewhat disciplined about this and think about it's okay for me to be the property and casualty expert. It's okay for me, the personal line, for me, the personal lines expert or the commercial lines expert, but that doesn't automatically make me the group benefits, the life insurance, the health insurance, the Medicare supplement. It doesn't necessarily make me an expert on all those facets that encompass the insurance industry. If you just go to what The DOI, Department of Insurance, in your state regulate. It's monstrous. 
And therein lies the problem with you as an insurance professional thinking that you can be the expert on all these things and you can't. Having had this kind of incident happen over the holidays and being in the hospital when there aren't caseworkers that are working, when insurance agents are not working, with the extended holiday, it, it really has been very strange because normally the answer would be, let's call a caseworker or let's call our insurance agent. Let's figure all of this stuff out. And so it, it has been interesting looking at this idea of the no man's land and shutting everything down for 10 days over the holidays from the perspective of a consumer versus the perspective of the agency owner. And we do talk about how important it is to take time for yourself and how important it is for you to be able to step back. But when things like this do happen over a weekend or do happen over an extended holiday, it does cause a great deal of stress, particularly in that med-sup world where your customers Customers are older and probably don't have the technology knowledge to be able to find answers on their own. And their daughter probably doesn't even have the knowledge to be able to get those kinds of answers too. And so it did give me a, a completely different perspective on what that should look like over the holidays. You design your disconnect is also connected to the segment of the business that you're in. I even talked on a previous podcast about if you're in a spot where you are not large enough and you need to take some time around Christmas, it's the better times. It's the slower time between Christmas and New Year's. And I made the comment about go on holiday for a few days, just shut down. Now, I would also say that it's great to have some type of messaging for emergencies. You can determine what's an emergency and what's not an emergency when you get the call or you get the email or text. But having some type of an emergency outlet is important if you're going to completely shut down. It gets a lot easier for you to be the expert, the more narrow of the type of business that you're in. The broader you get, the more difficult it is to staff, the more difficult it is to maintain knowledge. That's part of our issue. We almost go too far when we think about what does a full-time client look like in a, an independent agency today. If you're going to go as far as MedSup, life insurance, health insurance, working inside the marketplace, if you're going to be personal lines driven and you're going to go all the way across the spectrum from auto, home, toys, all the way over here to MedSup, you need to be in a spot where you are either okay being all knowledgeable about all those things and you're the information source and you're very capable around it, or you need to be able to do enough business within each of those segments to afford the expertise and have those experts available when you get into these emergency situations. We can't dabble and we can't just say we'll add a little more revenue by adding this product because that product may find you needing to deal with someone on Christmas Eve in an emergency room situation. It's just the way it is. That's an important decision of whether to add that component, whether to add that product to your portfolio. You need to think about what that outcome might look like. I love that you just used the word portfolio because I was thinking about this from an investment perspective. We are taught from the beginning that you shouldn't put all of your eggs in one basket, that you have to diversify. 
And I wonder if it's one of those things that we're so over-diversifying our portfolios sometimes that it's a hot mess because it's confusing and it's increasing costs and it's adding all of these different layers that are making us be stressed, that are making us feel like we're already behind on, on January the 4th. And yes, diversification is important, but if it gets to the point that there's too many layers, then it's causing that rhythm or that expectation that we have of work-life balance or our work-life experience to be off. There's a reason that the financial superstore did not make it. There's a reason why the struggle of Insurance companies getting into banking and vice versa. We see a lot of banks all of a sudden shedding their insurance operations over the last year. Expertise requires some focus. It requires discipline. It requires that you become the expert over the products that you're offering. And it's extremely difficult. We have a ton of information running at us and we are going to continue to struggle to keep up with that information. And the wider we go, the more difficult we're going to make that on ourselves. You can be extremely successful being a personalized property and casualty agent. You can be really good at being a commercialized property and casualty agent. Adding those two things together and having diversification, if you have a commercialized department, personalized department, if you have that going on, you can be very good. The minute you start saying, I'm going to add group benefits, group health, you need to say, okay, Am I willing to make the investment to put the people in place to do this? I am speaking from experience. You would be much better served continuing to grow what you are an expert on and stop worrying about getting more diversification, becoming more diversified. The hard market over the last year and a half, two years, it's created some panic of the what if, and we could find ourselves in situations where we decide to go down this path. We're not saying don't diversify at all. What we're saying is figure out what you can do or what you can hire someone to do. Don't add another hat because it's really hard to wear those two or three hats and be successful at all of them. Have you grown to a level that you are profitable enough in your primary business to invest some of that profit into something else? Whatever that something else is, that something else might be commercial lines. Or if you're a commercial lines, folks, it may be personal lines. It doesn't just have to be life insurance or health insurance or Medicare supplements. Those are all great things. I can see a path where getting into MedSup, for instance, is a great opportunity for your seniors and your property and casualty home business, your auto business. It's a great opportunity to generate revenue with leads. I've heard agents talk about that. My deal is, are you putting something in place or a group in place? And do you have enough profit that you can invest in putting that group in place or those people in place to actually be good at it? Because what you don't want to be is you average at this new endeavor while you're being an expert at your primary business, because that's going to eventually bring your expertise down. How many times have we heard 
I'm going to put my spouse in the position to be our new XYZ, or I'm going to put my CS who has capacity to be our new XYZ. When our spouse or this person that we have working for us in a different department, that's not where their strength lies. And it may not even be what they want to do. But we decide, hey, I'm going to put this person in this position because I have a body that is available. Yeah, this is not a warm body project. The first question is whose idea was it? Was it your spouse's idea, your child's idea, or was it your idea to throw a warm body at an opportunity? The second thing is, did you test them to see if it fits their profile? We use zero risk HR, and that's just what we do. There's others out there. We use that one internally. And sometimes we haven't always been disciplined about it. We let the emotion get in the way. And they test it out as weak for that job description. And we did it anyway. And we regretted it almost 100% of the time. If it's your spouse, if it's your child, if it's your best buddy, if it's whoever that's fantastic at auto home, property and casualty, and really got a sales acumen to them. Oh, they'd be great. They're talking to the customer already. Let's add meds up to them. What if that type of business isn't good at all for their profile? You need to test them out. We as agency owners have this really bad habit of assuming that everybody wants what we want. And everybody may not want what we want. They may want to do their job, go home, They may want to make a good living. Sure, everybody wants to make a good living. They may desire a little more sanity over more money. I don't know where this idea that we are supposed to be this crazy, focused machine almost in January. We've just come off this season between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. Now, if you're like me and you're from Louisiana, we're headed into Mardi Gras. But for the whole rest of the country, the holiday season is pretty much over. So tell me why we as business owners think that we should make this mindset shift and this shift in what our business is doing and what our people are doing. Why do we think that has to happen in January and it has to happen fast? I'll use the old Shane because the new Shane thinks that business is now a 10-month-a-year endeavor. You wind down in December and you deal with your holiday hangover in January and you slowly get back to normalcy by the end of January. That's the new chain of thinking and that's the new way about this whole process. The old chain was exactly what you're talking about. There's a little bit of guilt there as business owners. Okay, I took this time off. I slowed down. I did some planning. Maybe I did a lot of planning. I know like our insurance carriers have moved planning really early, like late September, early October. So we've been planning in some way or another for an entire quarter with our insurance carriers, with ourselves, with our teams, depending on the size of your agency. And if you're like me, you do it to yourself because you start your personal planning early and you start visioning and you start thinking about the new goals and the next level. And then you hit January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, of the new year, and you have been doing all this planning, it's this pent up energy, and you just think you got to go. But if you think about it, we've done this different gear, maybe a lower gear for the most part since Thanksgiving. 
And so really what we need is we need a couple of weeks in January to just get back to normalcy and get our footing under us. Something that has really given our household a bit of levity over the last week and and some of the challenges that we've been having is somebody ducked our house on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, we had a big party. We had a house full of people and somebody took little bitty tiny, a half inch tall ducks and put them all around our house. And when I tell you all around our house, I am talking they went into our refrigerator and our butter dish. They opened drawers and hid them in our clothes. They're on top of pictures. They're inside of knickknacks. I mean, they are everywhere. And and we've probably found about 50 of them so far. And we're just keeping them and displaying them in little ways. But it has been so much fun to have found these little bitty tiny ducks. And of course, I had to Google this. And it's a thing. It started with adult children that would go home to their parents' houses over the holidays, and they would hide 100 ducks. That's how we know that there's 100 ducks somewhere in our house. But it has really given us this levity, these little moments of joy as we have found these ducks in all of these bizarre places. Now, we still haven't figured out who hid the ducks, I know, but they're doing a really good job of saying they didn't. But I will say having had that done has been a kind of a bright point for us. And even as we've entered the new year and we're still finding these ducks, they make us smile and they make us laugh. And going into the new year with that slightly different attitude of, okay, sure, I can't find my planner. Sure, there's craziness within our household due to illness, but we're still finding the ducks. And I love the fact that we're having these little moments of joy due to one of our friends ducking our houses. Maybe that's one of the things we need to do as we enter this new year as business owners, figure out what your ducks are. Cleaning up ducks would be a lot better than cleaning up toilet paper. I love the idea of business owners making a game out of the challenge, make a game out of the plan, make a game out of the goals, make a game out of the growth, make a game out of the discipline to stay in the product portfolio that you already have and get better and better at that instead of dabbling in something else. I'm constantly looking for ways to make a game out of things with myself, with the situation. I know this is a little bit weird, but I don't need someone else to play the game with me. So if you think about it in this perspective, you're an individual solopreneur, you can make the game yourself. You can win the game, you can lose the game, you can have a good day, you can have a bad day, and you get up and go play the game again the next day. That is important as far as we start the new year and getting off the ground and no, you don't have to be like a rocket launching on January 2nd. It's okay to warm up the engine. It's okay to to find your footing. It's okay to get things moving in a positive direction in hopes that you are at full force of production by the middle or end of January. That's a better place to be. I don't think there should be an expectation that we should be 100 miles an hour on January 3rd. What are you doing over the next week or two to get that engine revved up? So I am working on some new habits that I want to form. So one of the things that I have historically done is come out into 1st of January. We have a leadership team meeting this week and I would normally like introduce all this new vision stuff and 
it's going to be a little slower. Here's some drafts of what I'm thinking about. Here's some ideas of things that I want us to focus on. Because here's what I've historically done, and it's tragic for our organization in a way because we could be a lot further along, even though we've done well. I look back at it and I go, eh, I could have been better there. It's easy for us to come up as creative people, salespeople, and have these goals, and then we forget to check where we are. We forget to go look at our progress. And I am terrible at that. I have gone back and created all these things over the last several years and then look up in six months and haven't checked my goals. Thankfully, I have great people around me and we were on task because they were on task, not because I was on task and they were making progress and it was working. But if I'm a solopreneur or if I'm still in a two, three, five agency size scope of things, you can create really great, grand, awesome plans. And if you don't regularly look at them, check them, it is very easy to lose your way and not have good direction. You can take one small turn and be going the opposite direction that you really intended to go. For me this year, one of the things I'm doing is I'm just trying to be better about staying on task, about reviewing the plan that has been made regularly, calendaring it, looking at it weekly, looking at it monthly. How are we doing? How am I doing? That's important to set that habit right, because historically, I'm terrible at it. Happy first week of the new year. It's okay. You're not behind. Take a deep breath. Go find your ducks. And I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Herb Brooks. You were born to be a player. You were meant to be here. This moment is yours. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.